Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Two Catholic Dudes and my name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. As always, we're not priests, we're not theologians, we're just two Catholic dudes and we're talking about our faith. And today we are very blessed with a guest. We have Gia Chacon on the podcast today. She's going to talk to us about her faith journey, her nonprofit, and all the ways that she is spreading the faith in her life. And if you've been following the podcast for the last couple weeks or month, I've been doing different intros, but it's a second. It's our second time having a girl on the show, and I got nervous, so I reverted back to our old <laughs> one. <laughs> so Gia, thanks for being here. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to be here with you guys and hang out with two Catholic dudes. Thanks. Little side note. <laughs> 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 this is, I knew it was coming. <laughs> this is the second time we've done this because uh, I didn't hit record, and we did like. 10 minutes I, I, of the podcast. Was, the Holy <laughs> Spirit was giving us a practice run. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, so we could fix it up a little. <laughs> so, so anyway, so Gia, tell us again a little bit about yourself. What what brought you uh, to, to kind of what you're doing right now? Okay, yeah. So um, I was raised in a very Catholic household. I went to church every Sunday. My mom was um, a very strong woman of faith. And um, when I was in high school, I went to confirmation and I was a volunteer. Um, but I always struggled with having one foot planted in the faith and the other planted in the world. And the older that I got, the more that my foot planted in the world became a ball and chain, pulling me deeper into heartache and compromise. So long story short, for the kind of basic introduction, um, the Lord kind of gave me a wake up moment. And I decided at 20 years old to give my life fully to Jesus Christ. And I've been genuinely Gia ever since then. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, because so we're gonna no dive. Time. We're gonna dive into that more. That was again the short story, but we, you know, we go an hour on this podcast, so <laughs> you'll get the whole story. Uh, but that's a little introduction to who Gia is, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. But you've kind of become an uh, an Instagram presence, social media presence. Uh, we were talking about that a little bit beforehand. So kind of dive in maybe a little bit to like how you got into um, that, uh, you know, that realm. Yeah, like because it's. You have you have a pretty sizable following uh, in the Catholic world, and I think that it's important because everybody nowadays we talked about earlier wants to be the next social media person, or they want a big following on social media, and and you have that. And uh, so, first of all, uh, we we heard this already, but where did you come up with the name Genuinely Gia? Well, my little sister, who's 15 years old, helped me come up with the name, and the reason that I started. Genuinely Gia is I had my personal Instagram, but I wanted to start a blog or um, an Instagram page and I wanted to reach people because before I had my reversion, I was struggling with identity and I was struggling, struggling with fulfillment. And I knew that there has to be somebody out there who is just like me, maybe living in the world, had everything that they could have wanted, but they were struggling with knowing who they really were. And on social media, there's so much um, compromise and there's so many different um things that are being told as to who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to look like, and what's supposed to be, um, you know, success. And I wanted to create a page that brought the light of truth and Christ into the social media platform. And it was worth it enough for me. I didn't care about likes or, um, you know, having a big following, but I wanted to reach at least one person and let them know that their identity and truth um, and fulfillment could only be found in Christ alone. That, you see, that's that's so beautiful, and, and I I have to commend you on it because I think especially um, for young women, it's more difficult uh, to image is a harder thing for them, and I think that it's so awesome to have someone like yourself on Instagram that's posting about their faith and living their faith outwardly because it's there's so much kind of of this secular world or judgmental things that these 
young women will deal with. And I think it's great that, that they have a positive influence of faith in you. Uh, I was We were mentioning earlier that uh, we actually quoted you on our Instagram the other day. We shared your post because it was something I really, really loved. Uh, and it was, what was, the quote was that uh, our relationship, or how we treat people is a reflection of our relationship with Jesus. And I thought that that was a tremendous quote. Uh, and I think that especially as people on Instagram, uh, we need to keep that in mind. Um, yeah, you can get bogged down by all the little minuscule, minuscule details in people's lives and how they're, um, you know, the, the I, I say it every, every, almost every episode, you might quote uh, this passage of the Catechism of the Church and what you're doing and, and why this Mass is, is weird or whatever, but it's right. like, how are you treating the human beings that are part of your life or even the, part, the people that are interacting, interacting with you on social media? And I thought, I love that quote. So um, Well, absolutely. And Jesus says that too, right? He says right. that they will know you're my disciples by your love. So we actually are commissioned by Christ to love other people, to recognize Christ in them, and to treat them with the utmost respect and dignity. Yeah. And so the fact Amen. that you started your, your whole social media platform based on that genuine, this is genuinely me. I'm a Catholic woman of faith. And like, this is who I am. If I, only one, like you said, if only one person uh, is interested in this channel and I can, and I can help them in their faith life by my story, that's kind of our whole platform as well. Yeah. Um, it didn't really matter. We just felt that there was a calling for us to start this podcast. And if a million people watch it, that's great. But if just one that needed to watch it, watches it, that's awesome too. Absolutely. Well, it, absolutely. And I've had several, as I work in youth ministry and I've had several young, uh, young girls in my program and I've said, you know, Hey, you want a good account to follow and someone that, that, that is a great example for you as a young woman. I've sent them to your page because I just, I, I really thought, I was like, wow, this is a great Instagram. I'm for so honored. Girls. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, but you, you, it's, it's true. You know, it, Instagram is full of nonsense and mm -hmm. it's just nice to, I, we talked about it in our social media episode that having kind of a Catholic Instagram and following Catholic accounts, your your feed kind of gets flooded with with the good news, and it's nice, totally. you know. And I think that young people are following a lot of crap, so it's good to like say, hey, this is a great account that you can follow too. So I, I would I would send people to to your page because I thought it was so great, especially for these young women. I don't want to make your head too big, but like when we first jumped <laughs> onto this Instagram. Uh, when we started the podcast in July, August, yeah. when we started following all these Catholic accounts, you were one of the first that popped up and we we're like, yeah. who's this? It's Gia. And we're like, cool. Um, and we're like, oh, she's in this like Southern California. And then we started following. We're like, man, it would be so cool to get her on the podcast at some point. And like, let alone like we'd be, we'd get to know you and become friends with you. And now here you are. So it's just totally. Like, and isn't you know? that like the beauty of our faith though? Oh, yeah. You never know who God is going to connect mm -hmm. with yeah. you or yeah. connect you to and put in your path. And that's like, and what you guys are doing is so incredible, like reaching people. And it's um, it's amazing how God connects people who are working for the same mission, working yeah. to spread the love of Christ. And it's amazing what he will do through us, hopefully, right? God willing um, <laughs> to reach people. So it's an honor. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's it. Thank you for that as well, because, you know, it, God is so great and, and, and his his work is abundant in, in the media and the social media right now. Um, okay, so I wanted to touch on a word that you used that I've actually never heard it before until today, and that was reversion. You said you had a reversion. Yes. So could you go into that a little bit? What, what did you mean by that, or what was that experience? Totally, so reversion. So the reason I say reversion is because, as I mentioned, raised in a very Christian Catholic household. Uh, my mother is a strong woman of faith. She still is today, and I'm so grateful for that. But we were raised having a relationship with Jesus Christ, not just going to church on Sunday, but looking to Jesus for everything. And my mom would always encourage us to read scripture and she would pray with us. So I was raised in that. But as I got older, um, 
and even I went through confirmation process and I started volunteering in church, I started struggling with conformity and compromise because of, you know, the image that the culture sells us of who we have to be like, uh, you know, what is considered normal and what is acceptable, right? So we start dealing with, um, you know, looking for fulfillment and other things. So as I got older, I started partying a lot. I started having different boyfriends, and um, from the Dan- outs- Danny struggled with that a lot. <laughs> what having different boyfriends <laughs> or partying? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! I just, I have to, I'm sorry, everyone. You know me. I have to break things up with jokes. Yeah, gracious yeah. <laughs> It's good. So yeah, so partying a lot and having different boyfriends, as some of us do, you know, um, and I started filling my life with a lot of things that weren't Jesus. And I tried to do the balancing act of going to church on Sunday and then living my life as Gia the rest of the week. Um, but the more that I continued in that path, the more the foot that was in the world became a ball and chain. And I started choosing alcohol and I started choosing (coughs) my social life and my career. And although from the outside looking in, it looked like I had everything I could have wanted. I had the cutest boyfriend. I had what I thought was my dream job. Um, At the end of the day, I was coming home and I was totally empty. And I would look in the mirror and I wouldn't recognize the person looking back at myself. And I felt so far from God growing up, knowing the Lord, having a relationship with him, but also um, being at that point where I was so distant from the Lord. And I actually, to be fully honest, and it took me a long time to come to this place, but I can admit that I, I did not like myself. I hated myself. And I said a little prayer and I was after another night of just drinking and going out and living my life. And I woke up in the morning and my mom brought me coffee and I came home and I like had not remembered anything that had happened the night before. And my mom handed me another cup, a cup of coffee and she's like, all right, Gia, time to get up and get dressed. And the way that she treated me having this like, like partying all night and coming home and being totally wasted and her like helping me or whatever, she treated it with such normalcy the next morning. I was so disgusted that my mom had now come to the terms that this was just who I was. Mm, and wow. I didn't want to be that person mm, anymore. Yeah. And I knew that God promised that anyone who is in him is a new creation. And so I prayed and I asked God, God, I want that new creation. I don't want to be like this anymore. Make me uh, who you created me to be. And within one week, God totally wrecked my life, right? He turned me upside down, but I was so thankful <laughs> for it. He tends to do that. He sometimes. does that, especially when you ask for it, right? When you give him that. Oh, you kind of give him the go ahead? Be like, yeah. okay, God, I'm ready for my new life. He's like, like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure about that? I got to yeah. shatter this one totally. first. Yeah. yeah, so he did that. And overnight, my whole entire life changed. And it was um, it was crazy. And everyone at work started, you know, just a lot of signs. Just a lot of signs that I knew that God was working in my life. So I quit my job my dream job, air quotes. And I called my grandmother who has a nonprofit organization that focuses on international uh, crisis relief. So I called her and I said, do you have any trips coming up? I just wanna get out of town. And uh, she's like, yeah, we're going to Egypt in two weeks and you're more than welcome to come. So left everything behind and two weeks later I was in, in Egypt and it was actually being in Egypt around people who are so persecuted because of their faith in Christ. Young people, you know, of all ages, but really young people like in my age group and even, you know, younger kids who were willing to risk everything for the Lord, who gave everything for their relationship with Christ affected me so deeply and I realized that this is something that is worth dying for. This is something that's worth giving your whole life for. And I had this realization, what am I doing with my life? I'm, and uh, I felt so empty prior to that. 
And I felt the Lord calling me. And it was, I always say, it was a big decision in a small moment. And in a small moment, I made the decision to give my life totally to Christ. And ever since then, I've never been the same. Of course, ups and downs and, you know, the trials of faith and figuring out how to, you know, grow in holiness. But yeah, I changed my life. What, but it's just so, I'm, I'm marveled by just the greatness of God in your story because you know, there's so much to, to dive into, but the biggest thing is that because you're, you're a nonprofit that we're going to get into that you work a lot with the persecuted Christians and that God kind of revealed himself to you through that and kind of showed you like, this is what I need you to do. This is, this is your mission. This is your calling. And he showed that to you and that you were able to kind of go, all right, okay, God, I'm all in and live that out. That is, it just speaks to how powerful God is and how he moves in people's lives. Right. Uh, It's crazy. I think there's there's so much to unpack with what you talked about. I want to go back to the the beginning part of your story when you had, you know, one foot in, one foot out, but the second foot out, where you were kind of doing the splits, and it ended up being, yeah. you know, here's my stupid metaphors again. But <laughs> no, it's true. It's like the splits, you're, you're and then like, you're like, I can't, I can't do uh, the splits. <laughs> right, right. But like, how true is that with what so many young people go through? Is uh, especially ones that were raised in the faith. You probably know more than more than anybody uh, in this room because like you're a youth minister. You see these kids go off well, to college. It's crazy that when you were speaking, I can literally have flashes of so many young people that have been through that, you know, and that, and, you know, I, 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 you know, praise God that you have the courage to share that story because you have no idea. Uh, I mean, maybe you do, you have a pretty big Instagram, so, but you have no idea the amount of young people that struggle with that, that need to hear that, that, that it doesn't matter how bad you may feel one day. If you call out to God, he will grab a hold of you and you will change your life. Absolutely. Um, because it, it is so, uh, it is like a uh, empty tomb for these kids sometimes that trying to fill the void or, or be whatever Instagram is telling them to be or live up to this social standard. It, it, I've watched it suck the life out of so many young people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, it's crazy. And I think that's why your reversion is such a powerful story for so many young people out there that are struggling and that are being pulled in that other direction, that worldly direction, that secular direction, um, to say like, no, there's something deeper here. There's something that has more meaning and it's Christ. That is the answer. Um, and to be able to share that and, and the fact that you've lived through that. I lived through that. I, I lived, you know, crazy young, young early 20s, like, couple years ago (laughs) (laughs) just around the corner (laughs) um but i mean like look at uh again the the biggest bishop baron talks about all the time the biggest uh uh, the the nuns the problem of the nuns right everyone checking the box none that stems like at the the young adult college age students that's when they're leaving the church in droves right now because they're getting pulled in all those other directions uh and it comes from so many different things that the different podcast topics all together social media is a big one but um that hey that's not the answer it you know it's not your right foot it's your left foot it's um but like going back to my metaphor of doing the splits (laughs) (laughs) a a word that you used that i i use often when i'm when i'm speaking or talking to kids is fulfillment Mm -hmm. and i think it's because when we try to fill our life with affirmation from people because why do we post on instagram aside from wanting affirmation most of the time right we want people to like and tell us how great it is whatever we're doing or like when it comes to like alcohol or substances and things like that, it's, I don't feel great. I don't feel myself. So I'm going to fill myself with this and then I'll feel better. 
within the next day you're just as empty as you were the day before absolutely mm -hmm. and, and it's I, not lasting right and you think these things will validate you right you think okay well if i'm gonna wear this or like be in with the latest trends then i'll be you know a whole person or i'll right. i'll finally have the friends that i want or the life that i want or feel the way that i want to feel or and it can, it's with social media it's with our friend groups it's with drugs and alcohol of course all the time um but i think what we're seeing is the issue in the culture what it all boils down to is not knowing who you really are and not knowing who you really are comes from not knowing that you're loved by the perfect father and that he sent his only son to die on the cross yeah. for your sins and mm. you can be made perfect in him and also and i think too and this is why i love your guys's podcast so much is like not that we should ever change Christianity to like conform to culture, but we absolutely need to stay relevant. And people need to know that there is normal people, two Catholic dudes. Yep. Well, you know. know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but normal people out there that are, have struggled and gone through the things that they've gone through, but also have come to the conclusion that Christ is Lord and that there is no better life than living your life for Christ. No fulfillment like it. No satisfaction like it. And that he... Christ alone will take you places that you never even knew you dreamed of. Mm. Oh, I, and that's we we talked about it before, and I and I think that it's sometimes a lot of young people will think I can't, I, I'm not worthy to come to God. I don't know enough. I don't do enough. I don't. I, my life is a wreck, and it's like it's not about that. It's about you throwing away the label that the world is giving you and accepting the label that God's already that God put on you the day you were conceived is that you're a love beloved child of God. That's the label you need to live by. Forget everything else. That doesn't matter. It's emptying you anyway. Totally. Um, so and yeah, you know what? This reminds me of what you just said is I'm not worthy, right? Who said I'm not worthy to Christ? Peter. Right. He said, yeah. flee from me. I'm a sinful man. Right. What right. did Jesus respond? He said, be you're not the, afraid. Yeah. And you're be, the guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But that be not afraid. Be yeah. not afraid. Yep. And I think a lot of times, we're afraid of giving our lives to Christ, not because we're, we don't know. Maybe sometimes we know that it's the right thing to do or whatever, but a lot of times we think, okay, we're gonna have to be this holy person and change into this person that we're so far from and that giving our lives to Christ means changing everything about ourselves, like becoming this holy roller, right? Like going into the mountains and f changing our garment or whatever. Um, but that's not what a relationship with Christ is. Absolutely and when not. Jesus says, uh, if any man should come after me, let him deny himself. He's not saying deny who you really are. He's saying deny the things that are not of him, like sin and selfishness, and become who he has created you to be. And that's what life with Christ is. And it, uh, that's beautifully said. I could not agree more because I, w something that you touched on is that it's not a magic moment of, mm -hmm. okay, now I can go to God. It's not it. Our Christianity and our relationship with God is a journey every day to be more like God. And guess what? On journeys, you're going to fall. You're going to fail. You're going to mess up, but it doesn't matter. It's your stay on the journey and you will become who God is calling you to be. Absolutely. We, we are always every day. Right. We're trying to discover who that is. And I know? say, th I say this all the time too. And it's like, uh, we're on that journey, but like, if you're going to wait, if you wait till you feel you're ready till God, you know, okay, you, now you've checked all these boxes, you can do it. None of us would have, we wouldn't have started this podcast. You wouldn't have started your channel. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm not worthy. I honestly feel bad. We were talking about it earlier, uh, about how the majority of the population haven't had the chance to receive the Eucharist, um, since this outbreak happened. And like, I'm receiving Jesus like on the daily almost cause I'm helping with the, the live stream of masses. And I'm like, 
I'm You're who am one. I? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not worthy. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, how, why am I worthy? But no, but other people yeah, don't have this. There's this this gift. That's right. Yeah. And like and like like I said, uh, he knows what I did when I was in my early 20s. And there's these like super devout old ladies sitting outside the church while we're doing the live stream mass, and they can't get in and receive Jesus. And I and like I'm up here, and I feel like again, who am I? Like, why? How did you know? Yeah. So it's but it's crazy. That's, it's not that's an a, excuse not to. It's not an excuse not to uh to to feel that we have a voice and god has a calling for us so Absolutely. um well i was gonna ask a tough question and it's it's being in this like spotlight and i everyone uses the term influencer um i hate that term <laughs> <laughs> there is an influencer already we're influenced by christ and we're yeah. just trying right. to no no i hate that know? term not because of what it means but because it what it should mean influence mm -hmm. i think we all influence something right we influence culture right. we influence the people that were around but the term influencer has turned into like it's like the context that comes with it right. yeah now it has it's like has a negative connotation mm -hmm. yeah so um but anyways finish your question yeah and again like i feel in the catholic well in the regular social secular uh, social media circuit go ahead and call yourself an influence but like if you're in the catholic if you really are genuinely in the catholic uh circle online and you have a big presence it's almost like the people that want to call themselves influencers are probably doing it for the wrong reason that that's maybe i'm calling people out but like um the question uh, you're like what's the question <laughs> <laughs> um does because we I got this when I was in Jeremy and Ryan our, our band and sometimes we get it now and it's like who it's essentially that question of who are you and people that may have known you in your past are like oh genuinely Gia I knew you when you when you were twenty and you Absolutely. were out there and and uh, and partying and everything and like I don't believe that you're that person that you claim to be like oh she's fake because I saw her party when she was twenty years old like that that's maddening to me because um again that's where God needed to uh have you at one point in your life to get you to where you are now and it's a ever it's a ever continuing process but like who's to deny like the power of jesus to bring you to whatever whatever point to, to bring you to the fullness of the love of him in your heart totally well i think you hit on two really good points that i kind of want to answer um first and foremost that totally happened to me when i first started genuinely gia i had i kind of mentioned it but i didn't really mention it but long story short you don't need all the details the friends that i used to hang out with the, uh, before my reversion ended up all um, not liking me anymore for whatever reason that we won't go into. So those people, when I um, when I created Genuinely Gia, they actually made a fake Instagram account. And these are like grown women that were in their 20s, 20, you know, 26, 27. Yeah, like you're an adult. So they made, like yeah, right. yeah. It's not like, we're not talking about like high school girls. We're talking about grown women. Yeah. And they made a fake Instagram account and it was basically trying to expose me. And it it was just it was crazy and this was after i had you know been maybe two or three months into my new life in christ and this instagram came out and at first i was really bothered by it but i came to the realization that this is how good god's love is that i can be so radically different and so far from that person that i was and now i'm this new person and i think that there is a responsibility too with our conversion with our um you know testimony of where we've been to prove god's love this is how much he loves us this is the power of god in our lives like you said ryan that can change a person one day they're this and the next day they are that new creation and mm -hmm. bringing that message to the culture that your past does not define you your sins do not define you god's love defines you yeah, I, well, I get, I got, I got chills just listening to you talk because it's so true, and, and we can relate that all the way back to 
uh, people are like, well, how do you, where do you justify that? Look at, look at St. Paul. St. Paul literally was like a bad dude. <laughs> He, he killed, killed Christians. He killed, he killed Christians. He yeah. was, Wait, we're not comparing you to yeah. <laughs> free conversion no, no. Paul. He, <laughs> he, no, no. he was so far from God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then God was like, oh, sorry, I need you to be one of the most important and influential people in the history of Christianity. Yeah. And then, and I'm sure, you know, we read that people are like, what is what, you? You're, you've, you killed my friend and now you're telling me to follow, to follow Christ? And like, what if Paul said, oh, well, I had this big reversion, but like, because of or conversion, but what? But because of what I did, I'm not worthy to write. Or, yeah. Like what a detriment to our to our entire foundation uh, yeah, of our okay. been. You know what I love him. about this though? He does say it. He said, I am the most unworthy. Sometimes he said that, but then he said, but this is my responsibility yeah. is to still write this, yep. right? And I think the second point that I wanted to touch on was our responsibility as Christians and our responsibility with the platform that God gives us because each of us have a different platform. Whether you have five followers on Instagram or you have a million followers on Instagram. As Christians, we have a platform that God gives us that we have a responsibility to steward. And as we said before, Jesus said, they will know you are my disciples by your love. Well, how are we gonna prove to the world that we are God's disciples and this is the message and this is the gospel? We are the carriers of the gospel on earth. So there's a tremendous responsibility that comes with that. Mm. And being authentic and our intention is absolutely uh, it has to, you know, come from the right place, and it needs to be purified. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm sure that we're getting close to our our, our break marker here, Ryan. We got a few minutes. We got so, a few okay, minutes. so keep just keep me on tabs because I, 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 I worry about that. Um, but and so I'm gonna. What you just said is is so important, and I think nowadays is is hugely with what's going on in the world is that we are the carriers of the gospel here on earth. Is it's like now more than ever, it's easy to share your faith and. Don't let, I think it, it, people need to not let, oh, I don't know enough or, oh, I don't, you know, I, I read somewhere once that it's not necessarily about knowledge. Not that having knowledge is bad. It's great. Mm-hmm. But experience, how have you experienced God in your life? That can change people's heart. Sharing an experience that you had, sharing a time that when you felt God was the closest in your life, people can relate to that. And that is sharing the gospel. Absolutely. It might not be, oh, I can cite this text here, but just sharing how did God change your life can be tremendous in a conversion of someone absolutely and that's the good news right that we're commissioned to to bring to the world is not necessarily all of the knowledge and i'm i think saint paul said this as well it's not about fancy and empty words you know it's about bringing the love of christ and bringing that to people and how are we going to carry god's love to every single person that we encounter absolutely and and if we want to really take true like examples of christ of who he picked to to be the first disciples they weren't they weren't the high scholars or educated (laughs) men it was the dudes that only knew how to catch fish ragtag is the bad news bears (laughs) okay you guys come on yeah and uh yeah absolutely okay so we got Genuinely Gia, who's been doing a balancing act, uh, one foot in, one foot, one foot out, and then has this big reversion, goes to uh, Egypt, has this amazing conversion, reversion, and now you have this platform on Instagram. You got all these eyes on your page. Uh, we're gonna, we want to kind of transition and talk about what you're doing. So not it's like us, we're just we're just two guys talking about whatever but like you found this this amazing cause i think partially through this trip in egypt i think god spoke to you then about this mission so uh give us a little preview of it and then we'll take a quick break and we'll dive in further for what's going on with uh your page absolutely so um you said it perfectly when i was in egypt i was exposed to christians that were persecuted for their faith and that means that people are facing death 
um, imprisonment, loss of their businesses, their homes, loss of their family members, because they refuse to denounce Christ, refuse to leave their faith, and they're willing to give everything for uh, their faith and everything for their relationship with God and furthering the gospel, bringing the truth to people that are lacking the truth, bringing God's love to a society that does not know God's love. And it was experience the, experiencing the faith of the persecuted that made me realize I have a decision to make and this relationship with Christ is worth living my life for and is worth dying for. And um, from that first seed that was planted in Egypt, and I continue to travel with my grandmother's nonprofit organization, continue to work with her in places like um, Almenia, which is northern Egypt, heavily persecuted area. And I've traveled to the Syrian borders, work, the Syrian border, working with Iraqi and Syrian refugees and experiencing persecution and gaining a deeper understanding of what Christians were suffering for their faith, coming back here and realizing that nobody knows that Christians are suffering for their faith. I, I was just going to say, I, I truly didn't even realize to the magnitude it was happening until I followed you on Instagram. Right. I, and I was like, holy mackerel, this is this is a real thing that, that people need to know about. So, so G is over here bringing this amazing, uh, uh, amazingly important issue to light of this Christian persecution, just as I'm about to bring to light the fact that we got to take a quick break. <laughs> possible. We'll be right back. Okay, so we're talking to Gia about the persecution of Christians, and I was just saying before we, we took our break, our break. Um, that well, we take a break. I, you guys don't. It's, it's yeah. instantaneous for you. Uh, that I didn't even realize to the level that it was happening. Um, until I found your Instagram and saw it and and authors through uh, Catholic Connect shares a lot of the stuff that, that you post and I was like wow this is like a real thing mm -hmm. um, so tell us a little bit about what what is some of the stuff that you're doing to bring that issue more into the light absolutely so um I, it started off traveling with my grandmother working with the persecuted as I mentioned on the Syrian border and um, the Iraqi and Syrian refugees, and especially in Egypt, as I've mentioned many times before, the faith of the persecuted in Egypt is just incredible. Mm -hmm. um, but gaining that understanding and the perspective, realizing what Christians are suffering for their faith, so torture, uh, ISIS, where ISIS is literally Islamic militants right. that come into Christians' home and say, convert to radical Islam, you're gonna be killed, or you have to leave. And these Christians, everyday people, just like you and I, were choosing to leave everything they knew, leaving their homes behind, their country behind, um, and flee to different countries, all because they did not want to denounce Christ mm. and denounce their faith. So this issue of Christian persecution is not just in the Middle East. It's actually worldwide. And a, a new study just came out by Open Doors USA that says now there are 260 million Christians across the globe that face high levels of persecution for their faith. And high levels, again, means torture, imprisonment, loss of their businesses, homes, and uh, sentencing to labor camps, all because of their faith in Christ. Have you seen the movie Silence? And Martin Scorsese. Yes, yes. It's okay. That that's an amazing, amazing movie. I love that movie. Um, it's set in like the 1600s, I want to say, in Japan. Yes. Uh, about like the the they were going around uh, to anyone who was Christian, Catholic in Japan, and they were saying, uh, re "Denounce or renounce your faith." They have to like step on a on a picture of Jesus mm -hmm. or or be killed. Yeah. And um, it was it was a great movie, but it was like okay, well that happened 400, 500 years ago, but like. 
us living here in the United States, if you're listening to the United States or like in this Western society, um, we kind of live in this bubble. where like, oh, we, you, we take for granted that we can go to church. Uh, well, we get a little taste of it that we couldn't go to church for this, right. you know, during this this. Uh, quarantine this quarantine during this pandemic but it's like we we're kind of blinded and it's like oh well that's we we don't know what's happening over there but like i think it's so important that that you're you're bringing these issues yeah, to I, the forefront. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's like I think that like the, the microscopic level that people are experiencing of like oh well I I can't go to church as much as I want or like when we when we hear about people that are being like you know teased or made fun of for posting because that's sometimes right. what we hear for these young people is it's like they're like I I don't want to post too much about my faith because people will uh, like I had a bunch of kids on Instagram on our youth ministry page they did like a worship song challenge like share a worship song of the day and they had people kind of get on their case like don't push your religion on Instagram and da, da, da. and it's like they were like getting discouraged I'm like there are people in this world right now that are dying right. because they refuse to denounce Jesus right like, and it's there's actually more persecution today than in the times of the apostles if you can believe that in the times of the <laughs> early church there's more persecution more believers dying for their faith in Christ now than there was in the times of the early church so that is I mean that's a, crazy. That's a, a that's staggering insane. realistic right I mean a reality that yeah. we're facing as the body of Christ and it can be easy to think like you guys said we're in the West we have our freedoms the most we deal with is like maybe a fear of being made fun of or thinking we're like oh, a Here's, Jesus freak or yeah, something right? right oh no someone will comment mean on your Instagram that you right. can delete yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> right so very minuscule but and it can feel like, what does Christian persecution have to do with us? Okay, yeah, so people are dying for their faith, but how does that affect my everyday life? Well, Scripture teaches us that we are one body of Christ. And when one member of the body of Christ suffers, we all suffer. Yeah. So we have a responsibility to not only be aware of what's happening around the world to our brothers and sisters that are dying and suffering for their faith, but what are we going to do? We, uh, what are, how are we going to use our platform, our influence to be their voice and to raise awareness about Christian persecution and pray for the persecuted? Yeah. Scripture says in uh, Proverbs 31, 8, be a voice for the voiceless. So we actually have a biblical mandate to raise awareness about Christian persecution and advocate um, on their behalf. Wow. You know what a lot of the Western uh, viewpoint of like struggling for your faith is? Is like... Man, this Lent, I tried to give up chocolate and I made it only 30 days, but it was too hard. Yeah, totally. It's like, <laughs> it's like, like what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, you know what, though? It's, but instead of like hating ourselves and saying, like, oh, we're not, you know, suffering more, right? Right. Thank God we're not well, suffering that, yeah, more. Exactly. Oh, the that's beautiful yeah. the reality. Gift, but we can look also at the faith of the persecuted and say, despite everything they're suffering, they still love Jesus more than anything in this life. And what can we learn from that, right, yeah, in the West? Like, yeah, take their courage that they, that they are demonstrating, that they are not afraid. They, they take that, we just talked about that earlier, that be not afraid. They are living that every single day with a very high level of risk that, that we aren't, you know. And so if they can not be afraid, then that's what we're called to do. And then on top of that, try to be a voice for them and, and bring uh, what they're going through to light. 
Yeah, and I'm hoping that we can, like you said, take some take something from the example that they're showing. Is their they their faith sometimes is just like through the roof, so strong through the pers- persecution that they're face- facing. And yeah, we're not dealing with persecution right now, but we're dealing with not able to go to church, something that we've taken for granted in the West. And it's like, oh, those poor people, they're being persecuted, or they can't go to mass for whatever. And it's like, wait, we're those people that can't go to mass right now. But it's like, why don't we take that example of elevating our faith through these these struggles that we're uh, experiencing as a culture right now yeah absolutely even though it's not violent persecution uh it's persecution from being withdrawn from the church right. on, a, on, a, on a societal level and it's made us kind of appreciate more right our freedom oh, and absolutely. the ability to go freely to mass every yeah. day if we want to right or you know go before the eucharist and have holy hour right. and confession and all of the beautiful things that we have free access to in the west and then having this reality kind of for a couple weeks we got a taste of it right yeah. so definitely yeah. brings the appreciation back uh, yeah Absolutely. So you were doing an event before, you know, COVID canceled everything, but you had an event scheduled. And um, tell us a little bit about what that event was. What was it called? Yes. So uh, talking about the biblical mandate to be a voice for the voiceless through my travels and my experience with the persecuted, God put it on my heart to do something for the persecuted. So I thought, what can I do? What can we do in the West that will raise awareness about Christian persecution, but also do something that's, um, you know, where we turn our hearts towards the persecuted and get people of the West, Christians of the body of Christ in the West, to care about our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. So the Lord put it on my heart to hold a march for the persecuted, and it's called March for the Martyrs. So the original date was May 9th, um, but because of coronavirus, of course, we had to reschedule. So we will be holding the March for the Martyrs on September 5th in Long Beach, California. And really the heart of March for the Martyrs is to unify the body of Christ on this issue. So the martyrs are for all Christians. When you're persecuted, they don't ask you what denomination you are. You're dying because of the cross. You're dying because of your faith in Christ, regardless of your denomination. So uh, the one of the goals of March for the Martyrs is to unify the body of Christ on this issue and get Christians of all denominations to come together, um, stand with the persecuted church, with the persecuted members of the body of Christ, but also turn our hearts towards them in prayer and pray for the persecuted and really more than a march, we want it to be a movement for the persecuted Christians where we're waking up um, Christians in America, Christians around the world to the suffering that's happening. I, that that unity that you talked that you talked about, because I think that we we talk about it a lot. There's a division a lot, even just in Catholicism. There's a huge division. And we've been kind of on the forefront of it this last year, kind of taking, you know, in, in that realm. And uh, I think that that's a beautiful thing, that this is not a you know, Catholic problem or a Protestant problem. It, this is a Christian problem. This Absolutely. is the entire, all of us need to take notice and do what we can to help because I, you said it so beautifully. It's these people didn't, they died for the cross, they, for their love of Christ, right? That's what their belief is. And that's something we can all relate to is our love of Jesus. And that that's these people are demonstrating that that's a love worth dying for. It's it's crazy, and I, I just love the unity that you spoke to. Yeah. So is is Gia's march going to be the thing that that brings the churches all back together? Maybe <laughs> you heard it here first. Ends the schism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So for someone who has never been to a march, I, I haven't been to the march for life. Yeah. The, the one life LA. They're uh, fun. Other marches. <laughs> I'm more of a runner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
as, as a non-experienced marcher, and I was never in the military. I don't know. Is there a way to do it? Yeah. What do I expect if I go to That's seven? actually such a great question. I'm so glad you asked it. So In the weirdest way possible. No, no. So, yeah. So what a march is, is, as I mentioned, just standing in solidarity with a persecuted Christian. So we're not going to be obviously physically marching, but we're going to be walking through downtown Long Beach with our signs, um, showing our presence and raising public awareness about the crisis of Christian persecution. So, of course, we're holding the march not only to bring Christian awareness, but to bring global awareness about the crisis of Christian persecution. Um, And so we'll march through downtown Long Beach and the march ends at the West in Long Beach, where we will be having a conference and night of prayer for the persecuted. So if you don't know anything about Christian persecution, but you have a heart and you want to learn more, this is the perfect thing. So you can stand with the persecuted and then at the conference, you can gain deeper understanding into Christian persecution. And we'll, um, again, come together and just pray for the persecuted. We have amazing speakers like Sean Foyt from Bethel Music is our keynote speaker, Um, different leaders who who are who have organizations and are experts on Christian persecution, but are really making an impact where it's needed most uh, on this issue. Wow! Awesome. Now it's a heavy topic, obviously. When I'm marching, you're like this. What, <laughs> what else is he going to say? <laughs> Am I required to like hang my head and be and no, be sad? Absolutely. Actually, I'm, again, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> the purpose of this march is threefold, right? To raise awareness about Christian persecution and send the message that Christian persecution will not be ignored, to unify the body of Christ on this issue, but also to prove and to show that Jesus Christ still has the victory just uh, actually, and it's in their death that they have triumph and they hold hope. They hold on to the hope of the glory that is ahead and the life that is ahead and the eternal life with Christ. So yes, it's, it's absolutely, I mean, undescribable indescribable what's happening to christians is so horrific but yet christ has the victory even in death christ reigns and even um amidst suffering christ is victorious and that's the message of the christian life as well i yeah i i beautifully said so and we're going to put all the information to if you want to attend march for the martyrs or if you want to help out or follow along we'll put all of that in our descriptions uh on all platforms so that you guys can learn a little bit more that are listening if you want to dive in or attend this great event yeah so you you said you have the date the the reset date yes so it's september 5th it's labor day weekend in long beach california and um for those listening marchforthemartyrs.com you can find out all of the info and more um about what speakers are going to be there joe melendrez is one of our musicians hey yeah yeah so he'll be there yeah um and yeah all the information and you can find us on instagram at march for the martyrs if you want to know more about christian persecution that's again closely tied to catholic connect as well a lot of a lot of stuff is reposted on that page we're gonna get richie who it runs catholic connect on the podcast soon good luck (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a wild episode so you guys definitely want to be uh invested in that when that comes out but uh you can follow along there as well and see uh, a lot of the posts on both pages but definitely do follow uh click on that link find out all the information about march for martyrs and please attend it's it's a really really important cause I think uh, I thank you for for spearheading this and and creating this this uh, this new thing that, that it's it, like, I think it's a movement this, this movement, new movement to, yeah. to bring this to light for people so that people like I said I, I had no idea it was even an issue mm-hmm. I thought like we talked about that's something that happened 
long, long time ago. Not that it's the most the most prevalent it's ever been right now. Right. right. You know. So I I think it's a, I think it's a movement that you're creating. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. our goal is to create a movement. And again, as I said show that Jesus Christ still has the victory. Christian persecution will not be ignored and suffering believers are not forgotten. That we in the West are aware of the suffering that's happening to our brothers and sisters and we're praying for them. Wow. Okay, so you got the march coming up, but like you've now been on two Catholic dudes episodes. <laughs> so where do you go from yeah, here? This, like, is, is there, <laughs> this is the top of the mountain. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, aside from March for the Martyrs, which is like my baby, of course, this right. is like the project that God has entrusted to me. So a lot of my, um, time and effort has been going into that. But aside from that, as genuinely Gia, um, something very exciting. I'm excited to talk about Lux U with Leah Darrow is having the first ever Catholic women's conference, um, live first ever live Catholic women's conference on Zoom or something like that. <laughs> so it's going to be amazing if there's Catholic girls that are listening and they want to hear from amazing Catholic speakers such as Leah Darrow um, and um, I believe uh, Jackie Francois is going to be oh, okay. one cool. of the speakers as well. So that's coming up in June. I'm really excited to uh, be a keynote for that event wow. this year. Hey, yeah. well, so there cool. you go. Add yourself to that list of awesome <laughs> Catholic speakers, right. uh, women that can be empowering. Yeah, so put yourself on Thank that you. list. And that's a very important topic as well. We were chatting about that off camera beforehand uh, women in this field uh, having that 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 voice for especially young women and social media to have that positive voice for other women that again maybe people that were in your shoes one foot in one foot out do I don't I and um, there's a I think there's a, a common a theme of, of wanting to silence those voices for whatever reason and it's mm -hmm. it's wrong and it's awful and like there's so many amazing uh, people amazing speakers amazing Catholic figures like yourselves and the other ladies that you uh, that you said that are doing great things and should be heard so uh, kudos to you for following Thank that you. path yeah. and, and not listening to whatever you know the those negative comments that yeah. are coming out there because it's it's terrible. Yeah, because as, as I said before, I, I can't, as as a youth minister, I can't express the importance of what you're doing for the young women of our generation. It's, it, it is so vital because, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, young girls out there that I think have a heart for wanting to share their faith, but they struggle with finding the courage to do it. Totally. And, and I think that you are just being a living example of that for these young girls is something that is we praise God for it because it is so incredible. So please keep being genuinely Gia because it, it's making a difference in people's lives. Thank you. And I just want to say that women have such a special and important role in the church. And there is this movement, as you guys have mentioned, of trying to silence women's voices or saying that women don't have a voice or a platform in the church. And that's absolutely not true. And we know this because Jesus himself sent the first preacher of the resurrection. Who was that? Mary Magdalene. Mm -hmm. yep. She was the first one sent after the resurrection. So she, I mean, what an important role it could have been. He could have chosen any of the apostles, but he right. chose a woman. Right. He chose Mary Magdalene. And in doing that and uh, his words to the blessed mother on the cross, woman, behold your son. He on the cross elevated women and after, after his resurrection, elevated women to their rightful place and to their restored dignity. So part of Jesus's redempt redemptive work is bringing uh, the level and dignity of women to its rightful place. Mm. I, yeah, I, absolutely. I think that it's great. And like I, said, I, I was saying off camera too, is that in all the years I've been doing youth ministry, for the majority of my career, 
the strongest leaders that I've had come out of my youth ministry program have been young women that have gone on to been incredible examples of faith right. and live tremendous lives of faith and keeping that Christ's love in mind and all that they do. So it's yeah, and people know. people you know are going to keep complaining about why can't women be priests and everything. But like the reality is, if if women weren't a part of the church, we wouldn't have a church. Church <laughs> women run our churches. Let well, me tell you, we have, we might have male <laughs> priests, but women run those yeah, churches. Yeah. Gia said it off camera earlier. Our church is founded or uh, it's it's held together by the church ladies. Yeah, they, they right. hold it together. <laughs> so you know, we praise yeah. God for them. You know, and and we think and women. I mean, on behalf of women, we thank you for your encouragement, both of you guys. And, you know, we need also men to, uh, you know, encourage other women in their platform. And we need to encourage each other, right? Raising the, de- the dignity of both men and women Absolutely. to this rightful place. Yeah. Everyone has a voice to speak to the love of God. Everybody. It doesn't matter. Man, woman, uh, scholar, Catholic dude, <laughs> whatever whatever <laughs> you right. are, you yeah. have a voice. And, right. and you're, you're worth being heard. Uh, and, and what you have to say is important. And Absolutely. That, and no it's needed in this generation. Yeah. As um, it says in the book of Esther, you were created for such a time as this. It's no coincidence that you're living in the times that we're living in now. And God has created you with a special purpose, with a mission that is unique to your calling and the plans that he has for your life. So that's encouragement right there, you know, to be a voice. Don't mm. be afraid. Know that God is on your side. That's one of the most uh, beautiful things that God encourages with encourages us with is that we're never alone. And constantly he's telling us, be not afraid. I'm with you. Amen. Well, you know, what? I think that we we can't we can't say it much better than that. There's always um, a mic drop moment, know? and Gia <laughs> yeah, had it this yeah, time. So, like, yeah, uh, Gia's had them. So, I how- wish I had that wisdom at, in my early 20s. You're never supposed to uh, tell a, a woman's age, but in my early 20s, <laughs> I wish I had wisdom like that. And so, I commend you for that. Uh, that's it's just an amazing example of who you are, your faith, your your maturity. So, thank you for that example. Yeah. So, so how can anyone follow you on social media? Yeah, please connect with me. I like to say connect because I feel like what we have going on genuinely Gia is a community. So you can awesome. follow me at genuinely Gia on Instagram, um, on Twitter. You'll see a lot more of my advocacy on my personal platform at genuinely Gia underscore Facebook. It's all genuinely Gia. And awesome. if you're interested in March for the Martyrs, please go to www.marchforthemartyrs.com and follow us on Instagram same handle at March for the Martyrs. Fantastic. And uh, MySpace page or uh, <laughs> <laughs> LinkedIn. Please don't find me on MySpace. <laughs> well, again, Gia, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been an absolutely incredible conversation. I feel like we could keep talking for hours. Yeah, um, we'll yeah. part two sometime. Yeah. Come on oh back my anytime. Gosh. Uh, I would be so honored. Thank you guys so much. And you oh, guys yeah. are so fun. I love like it just your conversation is amazing. It's refreshing, you know, refreshing <laughs> to have an honest conversation. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks. very much. Oh, well, weird, weird jokes aside. Yeah. <laughs> And, and as always, you can follow us at underscore two Catholic dudes on Instagram. We don't do anything on Twitter and uh, Facebook. We're going to hopefully step that up. But Instagram is where it's at. Uh, and follow, you know, YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're already there. But Ryan Klaus Music is where we post all of that yep. stuff. So find us there. Patreon.com forward slash two Catholic dudes. Two Catholic dudes. Uh, if you feel like supporting us financially, we keep saying it during this crisis. Please, please, please support, support your, your home churches. parishes, your churches. They are in financial need. Uh, we are, are okay. we are okay, but if you really have extra money and you want to send it our way, uh, we really appreciate that. We got mugs coming; uh, it's gonna be awesome. So, thank you guys. Thank you, Gia. It's amazing having you on. This was great, and uh, just blessings, blessings, blessings in all of your ministries. And I and I wish you all the success in March for Martyrs and everything that you do. Thank you so much. All right, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Peace. 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 <laughs> <laughs>